If you're living the days in the life of an ag teacher, then you'll fit right in. I'm your host, Carly Erickson, and I'm here to remind you to do what you love and love what you do. As always, thanks for listening and welcome to class. Today we're going to be talking about CDEs and how they work in your classroom. So CDEs are career development events that we use in FFA and in agriculture to get students interested in a particular agriculture topic. So for example, a CDE could be about dairy science. And so they can learn about the different um, dairy foods and how they're processed and um, packaged from dairy companies. And a student can get really interested in that and continue on as their career. So what we're going to talk about today is how we use CDEs in our classrooms. So does the CDE complement your class or does it take over your class? And we see this a lot in the high school setting. We see that CDEs can be easily used as a tool that can help facilitate the activities that are already going on in the classroom or we can see that they sometimes take over the class and then maybe not every kid gets quite as involved. So a few of the things that we're going to talk about is the autonomy that comes with CDEs for students. So as a teacher, we like to facilitate and we like to control what's going on in the classroom, which is extremely important when you have especially a lot of kids in your classroom at one time. But the CDEs allow the student to have some autonomy. It allows them to pick and choose what they really want to get interested in and how they can move forward with their interest. So CDEs to me are a way to let students just express what they already enjoy. So they can take what they enjoy and they can learn more about it and they can help other students who are interested in it learn more about it. Together they become this team and that's something that we strive to see in our classrooms on a day-to-day basis. We love to see students working together. We love to see the expansion of their knowledge on a particular subject and honestly I my personal favorite is to see students get super involved into something that I may have never thought they would get very involved in. Um, For example, when I was in high school, I got a part of the parliamentary procedure team, and that was not something I had ever anticipated being a part of. And my ag teacher said, I think you'd be really good at this. I think we should give this a try. And so I went to my first practice, and I ended up doing really well. And it gave me the confidence to speak up about certain issues or topics in agriculture. And that was a really proud moment for me. Like I was able to stand up, talk about an issue, and as a team, we could come to an agreement on something. So for me, that was a really great CDE to get out of my shell, to make some friends, um, and also be a part of a team, which we know for many students is very important. A lot of times we think students would be interested in Um, particular things that maybe they have at home. So if we have students who live on a farm um, and they raise cattle, we might think they'd be really interested in the dairy industry or just cattle production in general. And maybe that's not always the case. Um, I've seen students who live on dairy farms and they end up getting really into poultry and they find that that's what their passion is and they don't necessarily need to follow in the family footsteps. They they can try, they can dabble in other things and, and see 
how that goes for them. And, and sometimes um, parents aren't always on board. And I think as the ag teacher, it's important to remind our parents that these are students and they're still growing and learning and developing themselves. So trying new and different things is okay. And we need to help facilitate that learning and growing. And I think especially when we get into talking more about SAEs or supervised agriculture experiences, this becomes really important because if we have a student who is interested in poultry, they can then create an SAE project or a 4-H project even that allows them to take what they're interested in and record their results and keep track of their monies and even help out the community. They may be able to, say, donate eggs or um, maybe sell eggs at a farmer's market. And these are all things that really help grow our communities and get community members involved and interested in what our kids are doing in our agriculture program. And I've noticed, particularly at my home ag program, is our alumni gets extremely involved with our students' SAE projects. They are right there to help them with funding if they need it. They're help. They're there to help them if they need um, extra support, um, handling their animals or um, growing crops if that's what they're doing. Um, they're just there in so many different ways. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the importance of the alumni as an agriculture educator. I think we sometimes think that they're a backup when really they should be at the forefront. We should be allowing them to help us grow the experience of these students. And whether that's through funding or personal support, or maybe they even have knowledge about the subject that the student is working with. You might have an alumni member who is extremely involved in the poultry industry and knows a lot about that uh, topic and they can definitely help your student and that's something that as agriculture educators we don't always like to we don't like to hand over the baton so to speak we like to take care of those things ourselves and we need to be better about here you can help them do this we have a lot of on our, on our plates as it is one of the main challenges that I see in many agriculture programs is how often do we consult with our students about their SAEs and their 4-H projects should we be contacting them weekly? Should we be seeing them maybe bi-weekly or monthly or quarterly? Honestly, it depends on the student, I think, and it depends on their project. So if their project is seasonal, then it may not make sense to meet with them every single week because every single week they may not be thinking about their project or they might not have anything going on for their project yet. But as it gets closer, it is important to meet with them, make sure that they have goals set, they know what they're going to be doing, um, and how to move forward progressively with their SAE. If you have a student who continues their SAE throughout the year, it's really at your discretion. I think that some students really like to have the support weekly. I think they like to be reached out to and how can I help you and do you have any questions? I think they just like that interaction and knowing that somebody cares about their project and other students maybe they just are really into it and they just want to do it on their own and they don't really need a lot of help and 
I think maybe consulting them either biweekly or monthly is is another option. I think that some students really uh, may think that it's not a bother, but just kind of like, okay, this is supposed to be my project and you're kind of getting in the middle. So knowing that line for your particular students, and I think as agriculture educators and 4-H coordinators, I think we know for sure what students like particular help and what students like to do things more on their own. And that's the beautiful thing about these projects in general is that we can see the growth patterns for those different students as their projects move along. When I was in high school, I did my SAE project. I was a volunteer firefighter. So I had many training hours that I kept track of, but I really didn't have any transactions of money. I didn't gain any money. I didn't lose any money. It was just more about trainings and what I learned. And so I had lots and lots of volunteer hours, but I didn't have any other transactions. So for me as a student, it was easy for me to keep track of my hours on my own. I didn't need somebody to help me. Um, So I, I would have been one of those students, I guess, that didn't really need a lot of weekly support. Whereas other students who are maybe doing a hydroponics system, they might need a lot of help and maybe they're not 100% on their topic. And that's when I would consult your alumni and I would say, does anybody have any background on this? Um, Is anybody willing to step up and help this student? I think those are the moments that we really need to start taking advantage of as agriculture educators. As for 4-H projects, um, the CYC or the county youth coordinator, they tend to meet with their students quite often. And I think for their 4-H programs, it's set up a little bit differently than our FFA or um, what would we call our SAEs in agriculture classrooms. But it's all for the same goal. We're all shooting for the same goal, and that's that students get the most knowledge that they can out of their particular project and we hope that they enjoy their project as they're going forward because how terrible would that be if they just were working on this project and they really didn't enjoy it that much they're not going to get a lot out of that experience so we really want to make sure we're checking in with them and it's something that they enjoy and if it's not then maybe we need to see what we can do to change it or try something different You know what time it is. It's time for the Ag Career of the Day. Today's career falls under animal science as a livestock production manager. According to study.com, livestock production managers are responsible for running and operating a farm or ranch that is agribusiness related. This includes care for livestock, keeping accurate records, and managing staff. Salary.com says that the average salary for this position is $49,989 annually in the United States as of 2019. And that is the Ag Career of the Day. So one thing that I have seen in my experience as a future agriculture teacher is I've seen in classrooms when ag teachers will only look at the SAEs right before proficiency awards. And this scares me because we want our students to gain knowledge through these experiences. And if we're only checking in with them right before 
it's time to get an award, my biggest fear is what are we teaching these kids? Are we teaching them that this SAE is only important to get an award? Or are we teaching them that this SAE is important because you're gaining knowledge and experience that you wouldn't have had before? So this is something that I think is is a problem in the ag industry. I think that we need to spend more time explaining to the students why they're doing the project that they're doing and making sure that they really want to be involved in this project and make sure that they're going to get something out of it other than just an award. I think that sometimes we focus too hard on making our chapter the biggest, the strongest, the smartest, the fastest growing. And sometimes we need to take a step back and say, I think an award would be great, but it's just an additional piece of hardware that I would rather have a student gain a lot of knowledge and be extremely passionate about their project and then be able to get an award based on their passion for their project. And I've seen it go both ways in chapters. I've seen students really take their SAE or their 4-H project to heart and they move forward with it and they cannot wait to go to proficiency awards and get an award for their project. And that is well-deserved to me. And I think if we don't focus on it that particular way, then we may just have students who complete an SAE and go to proficiencies and maybe they didn't give it their their best shot. And now they're not going to be getting an award because they didn't give it 110%. And that can be discouraging for students. And then they may not want to do an SAE project again. And in some programs, the SAE project is required. So we can have a little bit of an issue there because we didn't help them in the beginning find something they were really passionate about. That they wanted to keep track of to then move on to proficiencies and hopefully get an award for that. So going back a little bit to CDEs and these events that we take on as agriculture educators, going back to thinking about how we facilitate those types of events in our classroom, I think that we sometimes get really passionate as agriculture educators about maybe one or two really specific CDEs or SAE projects. And we tend to focus a lot on that in our classes. And what we need to consider is if we have 25 students in our class and we're going to be talking about um, food science and the food science CDE is, is coming along and we end up spending the next two months on food science, who is that benefiting? If you're not in a food science class, let's say you're in an animal and plant science class, who is that benefiting? Are, are you only benefiting the students who are extremely interested in food science or are you benefiting the whole class? And that's what we need to take into consideration because I've seen it too many times where the ag teacher is extremely passionate about food science, which is great, but you're only getting maybe safe five to maybe 10 students out of your 25 student class who are really interested in food science. So taking that into consideration is important because what we then need to do is find our students who are extremely passionate about um, food science or any other CDE topic that you're also very passionate about and set up times 
before or after school to meet with them and have practices. And that'll also tell you how dedicated they are to that CDE or that particular topic. Because if they are not willing to show up to a practice as a team, then maybe they're not quite as involved as you thought they would be. This also helps you to not take so much time away from your class. So like I said, if it's an animal and plant science class, why are we spending two months on food science? It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. So now we've got our two months back and you can teach kids about all kinds of other topics. And so keeping that in mind, because you might be talking about a different topic that then engages a different student in a different way. And that might lead them to their next SAE project. Who knows? Um, Or it could also lead into another CDE that's coming up in the future. So all of these things take place for specific reasons. And I think if we separate a little bit our SAEs and our CDEs from the classroom experience, we'll end up having a better result all around because we will find students who are really engaged in one thing and then other students who are really engaged in a different thing. And then if they go out and they create an SAE project or a 4-H project with these ideas, then they can potentially go to proficiency awards and, and get some awards for your chapter. And that's exactly what we want. So sort of going back to the three circle model, and I know this is really FFA 101 or, or agriculture 101, but I really think it is important to keep that in mind and focus on how that model was created. So we know we've got the classroom portion, which is gaining knowledge in the classroom about specific topics. So whatever it is that you're teaching for that specific class. And those students are in that class because they're interested in that particular topic. And then the other part of the three-circle model then is FFA, obviously. And we are really passionate about FFA as agriculture teachers because that's a whole other part of our job that other teachers don't have. And so we take that to heart. And I think personally that FFA can sometimes consume most of the agriculture teacher's responsibilities. And we really need to focus on that balance. And then the other part of the three-circle model is SAE, or supervised agriculture experience. And so all of these three things coming together at at an equal balance is going to create the best classroom that we can see. It's going to create the best FFA program It's going to create the best SAE projects, which then in turn is going to get you some proficiency awards. So really focusing on that balance and also with your personal life. And I know this can be difficult for agriculture educators because we have so much going on and we have so many students and they're all involved and we want them to be involved. And it's important for us to be a part of those things. However, this three circle model really allows you to balance all of these things and then still have your own personal lives. And sometimes our students tend to think that we are not human and that we don't have families and we don't have a life outside of school. And we do. And so it's important for us to say, okay, this is what I'm going to dedicate to the classroom. This is what I'm going to dedicate to the FFA program. And this is what I'm going to dedicate to my students' SAEs. And like I've said before, 
taking advantage of your alumni. Use your alumni to help you grow your program. You are one person. You Even if you're in a two-teacher program, you're only two people. You cannot possibly take on this role all by yourself. You have got to incorporate some help from somewhere. And the alumni is there for you, and they're more than happy to help you with whatever it is that you need. 